Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, goodness gracious. Happy Friday. The acoustics in the Bronco. Out here in uh, one of my favorite spots for peace. Getting ready to hang out with one of my favorite humans on this planet, Mr. John Acuff with the John and Dave Show. Single intention of this time together. Send you off into the weekend with a smile on your face. Just got done with a workout. And I figured, you know what? It's been a while since I've taken the Bronco. Dashing through the hills, through the fields, to a little patch of water on this, uh, I don't know, 100 acres or so of nothing. And I'm here for it. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, John Acuff is sending me a text asking if I'm ready. Yeah, John, I'm ready. I'm already on the old internet. I'm here. Mr. John Acuff, ladies and gentlemen, please rise, remove your hats, and welcome the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, anytime you say what's going on with your hair, just remind yourself you cut it yourself. That's the answer to that cut, question. That's all. I do cut my own hair. I do cut my own hair. Dude. Like, that is so bonkers to me. It's still eventually a publicist, a literary agent, a speaker's bureau, um, an executive in a suit is going to say, Dave, we've come together as a team, and we feel it's time for you to pay for haircuts. Is that, you know what's is that the, fair? You know what's the best is I now, you know, because I'm ridiculous, I like to record myself in the gym. I yeah, fodder yeah, sure. for the internet people that don't like me to say, look at this idiot recording yeah. himself in the gym. But if you record yourself in the gym and ever catch the back of your hair and have cut it yourself, yeah. now you get confirmation of your inability to create straight lines in the back of your hair yeah. every yeah. single time. Because you're not yeah. a trained professional. Like they go well, to like barber school or like- Why are you like, choosing this violence this Why are you choosing violence this morning, John? There's no reason I, for this. This is a head intervention. This is a head intervention. Heidi, is it that I, Heidi asked me to have this conversation with you. I didn't want to say it. I came to your house and you got to see the haircut up close and you were like, it was oh, fine. This is a it works. Cut. I'll admit it works. It works. This is not a super cut. It's not. You think Bob Iger would let you cut your own hair? I mean, if we can not go. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not okay. at all. Here's the thing. I've shaken his hand many times. It feels like a soft, soft leather glove. It's just like, yeah. you know, he moisturizes his own hands. Yeah. Yeah. If you moisturize your hands, you no. definitely go to a barber. No, I, uh, my dermatologist the other day was like, what's your, uh, like skincare routine. And I was like, oh, oh, we're supposed to have, we need one of those is what you're saying. Dial. Was like, yeah, exactly. Like a washcloth that's white that we own a lot of. Like we buy them. I don't know where Jenny buys them, but they sell washcloths. But you came to my house. That was super fun. Now you're back. Are you back in Austin? I'm back in Austin. Okay. I uh, just worked out and I decided, you know what? I haven't taken the Bronco to my spot. There's a, there's a few different piece filled spaces mm -hmm. for me, one of them at the end of my long run in a town called Wimberley, about 20 miles south, and another, this field that I'm sitting in in real time, which is about 20 miles north. Oh, nice. And this field is, it's about 100 acres of nothingness, 
with an open gate. I mean, I happened to have at one time, uh, we, were, we were developing the land. There was a time when Rachel and I owned some of this land. Yep. And so this became a spot where I would just come out and drive the Bronco. Oh, nice. And I haven't been out here in a long time. This is a week where we've been talking about peace the entire week. Yep. And one of the things that I thought was fascinating in like me thinking I was gonna come exclusively to patios, like your spot for peace was in an office, Carlos's spot for peace, right? His was in the kitchen. Uh, oh, yeah. Dave's was in his music studio. Like everyone's like destination for peace yeah. was a different place. And then it, it had me thinking like, wait a second, like peace doesn't exclusively show up for me on a patio. Like when I'm driving the Bronco yeah. in that field, I am disconnected from literally anything else mattering in the entire world. Totally. And that 20 minutes is magic. Totally. We're, so you were in Dave's studio in his backyard? Like the yeah. One that, yeah, it's nice, right? It's, it's sweet. It's so good. Yeah, it's so There's cool. There's like a magic yeah. vibe because you know so much goodness has been created in the space that I'm sitting oh, it's in. Good, a good. And yeah, you, you I, brought, I love also it. brought a, a small uh, bonsai tree in, which felt nice. I, I don't know what it was Did you for, guys it trim it while you were talking? Was it like- I a... wanted to so bad, but I didn't feel like I was qualified to ask if he had small scissors. So I just, I left yeah. it alone. That's a good question for people watching. Have you ever purchased a plant that you thought, oh, I'm gonna take such good care of this plant and it immediately, it probably died. I mean, let's- Here's, here's how bad I am at taking care of, of plants. I actually have a fake plant in my bedroom mm -hmm. that deteriorated and ended up becoming a dead looking fake plant. How do I fake plants, my... that doesn't even make sense. Like, it doesn't, it, I, I, can't, I can't explain science, John. It's I don't feel like you have a good fake plant guy. That's confusing. Maybe maybe it was next to a window that the sun beat it down. I don't I don't understand That's how it weird. works, but it I have a plant. terrible. Like look, this is I have an aloe plant right here. And oh this we got this when we got married. And this is the like great 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 grandchild of that plant. Aloe sends out new versions of aloe. And this is we've been married twenty years. This is a like a great 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 grandson of the original plant. We just keep replanting it, replanting it. We've given it to probably a dozen people. That's what's fun about Alice. So yeah, this is 20 years old. This is God, like guard that lineage. plant, man. If that plant goes down, then I, know. I mean, like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I know. That's uh, that's trouble. And bird's I have nest. a, I have remember, a remember bird's nest. Bird's nest. I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, exactly. I have feathers in there. I got a real kind of like uh, Wimberly situation going on in the corner of my desk. So okay. can I just say, uh, I, I the thing I think I was struck by most. I thought I was going to be overwhelmed by your personality, devastated yeah. by your handsomeness. Yeah. The office is smaller than it looks on camera. Yeah, it looks big. Um, I'm a humble man, Dave. Uh, humble roots, uh, humble, humble, uh, humble beginning, humble finishing is what they say. What my grandpa would say when he was whittling. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I like simple things. I, I'll eat a peach. I'll, I'll have a small office. Like that's what I do. I'll eat a, I'll eat a peach. We need t-shirts made that just say, I'll eat a peach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell me how fancy you are. Yeah, I'll eat a peach. Yeah, exactly. Like with my bare hands, not, not even as a vinaigrette on a beach salad. I mean, nah. like, uh, like you should eat a peach. That's what just I'm trying to peach. That's what I'm trying to say. That's so funny. Okay. So question wise. What was your, what are three things you love doing in Nashville? You just came to Nashville, which some people say is like the better Austin. I don't say that, just people say that, um, but like. Well, number one, I will say when we were making this big, hey, we're gonna leave Los Angeles, where should we go? It was down to Nashville and Austin. Yeah. It's only because we ended up going on our trip to Austin first. Yeah, I think it was like Jen Hatmaker. She's pretty persuasive. 
There was pretty, a lot of pull. Yeah, there was a lot really of pull. She's really funny. She's really yeah. funny. She's a great writer. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing is every single person, number one, I like reached out, was like, hey, can I come over and film something? And no one understood what was actually happening. Mm -hmm. And yet I was still welcome, open arms, even though there was a crew of eight people and a bunch of equipment that was disrupting life. Yeah, it was like and a Marvel was... movie. You guys were filming like the new Ant-Man. And I was like, I thought it was gonna be one dude named Jeremy with like a slightly better camera than I own. Nope, no. no, it was an entire, like we basically filmed the real world and it was fantastic, but no one expected it. Yeah. And yet everyone was so welcoming. There's just something I like, I felt like I was family with every yeah. single person I walked in. I've known you and Carlos longer. I feel immediately with Annie, like we're gonna be best friends forever. Oh, she's awesome. And as yeah. much as Dave and John were like people that I knew but didn't know, necessarily know, they immediately were just like, Welcome home, brother. Yeah. So there was like this, like that, that was one thing. Two, everyone is close to each other, both yeah. in proximity and in like life. Like mm -hmm. there's no like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon in Nashville. It's two degrees. Like yeah. everyone knows each other or everyone knows the guy who knows the guy. And so, or gal. And so there was something crazy about like, I'm at Dave's house, then walk across the street to John's house. Ben Rector lives just down the street in oh, yeah. town. Like, like, right, there's like just a, like this community is small, which yeah. I think is just again is like super rad, and uh, and I just like more more than anything like there's a vibe. There's a vibe that actually um, made me feel a little bit like oh these people are a little more connected to what actually matters than others. And I'll give you a for example. Let's hear it. When I got done borrowing your backyard against your will to film some videos. Uh, they said to me, they were like, we'll pay you for the location. I was like, for the woods in my backyard? You know what? Free. That's free on me. No, so no fee. No fee. I, I came out of the 100 acre woods. I walked into your, your den and you and your wife and your two daughters were engaged in an actual conversation. Like you oh, weren't yeah. on your phones. You were sitting there and I was like, are you staging this so that I think that you act <laughs> yeah. this way? Or so do you funny. just sit here and actually have conversations yeah. with each other? Yeah. And that like that moment was then I got to Carlos's house and it's like his wife's on the couch and his kids are coming and yep. going. And it was just like, there was an energy that was like, oh, these people have in some ways come to appreciate the stuff that matters and have maybe even created some boundaries or borders around the things that might creep in and compromise it in a way that argue, I'd argue yeah. some people maybe don't. So, well, so um, here's, here's inter what's interesting. I went and saw my counselor yesterday who I love and is awesome. And he asked me, can you be a great dad, great parent, whatever, and the, like the best at what you do. And my, where I came around to was, I think you'd be great at both. I think if you want to be the best in a profession, you can't be the best dad, best parent too, because that's just math. That's just math. Like if I wanted to be the best, most successful speaker, I should speak 150 times a year and I can't also be the best dad. And so yeah. I could be great. I'm going to be proficient. I'm going to have my craft, like all of that. But there is a, there becomes a math thing where you, and you worked with people at Disney or at other big companies that you'd go, wow, they have an amazing accomplished career. They're the best in their field. 
but they don't have other parts that matter to me. And that's not a judgment thing. That's just a math thing. And so 100%. That's one. The By the way, I the get, conversation, that, that conversation that we had of like, just because you can build it, should you build it was yeah. a theme in every single house I went to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it just, it wasn't even that I was bringing it up as much as there was just something that naturally came up in this conversation of how do you manage and maintain peace? And what does it mean to maintain peace while you're pursuing what you are aiming for in your, you know, whether it's your career or your future or yeah. whatever. Someone just said, it's all about your definition of success. Yeah. And I ended up, we, right, we had a lot of conversation of like, what is a lifestyle goal relative to like a financial goal or a status goal or hitting a certain promotion goal? And if you can find a way to do both, great. But I do agree. It's there's there's a limited amount of ability to be 100 percent present in both. So you got to make some choices. Yeah. And you make choices and, it, and they're your choices. They're not my choices. And the same somebody yeah. I asked that to somebody the other day, I said, what do you think about living up to your potential? And he said, the first thing is it's your potential. It's not somebody yeah. else's potential. So if you if you want to be miserable, measure your life by somebody else's standards. Like that is a That's good. instant recipe for, for misery. And so I just, I just thought through that. Okay. What was the funniest thing that happened during your trip to Nashville? Like, you know, you got lost somewhere, like, you know, meeting Dave Barnes and how funny he is, or, you know, you got to meet, you know, uh, so-and-so that was unexpected, but like, was there something funny ran? I mean, your truck, the truck you rented was pretty funny. Um, they gave you like, I mean, a bright blue Ram. Like. I did rent a bright blue Dodge Ram. I mean, that's gotta yeah. be up there. Although I've never driven in what turned out to be a monsoon. I mean, I felt lucky to have the uh, 1500 horsepowers of my Dodge Ram while yeah, I was yeah, driving. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was good. I actually, I like I'd followed Annie before I came, but I hadn't spent any time with her. And I laughed out loud 20 times oh, because awesome. there were just things that came up that were like one, they were like just extraordinarily human things that she was an observer of, but you can't help but laugh at yourself when somebody is willing to like yeah. also be in on the joke. Like we were just talking about the like, the, the world that we live in and how we try and do what we do in a way that maintains sanity and the private public piece. And now like we started having some conversations about dating. She was very interested about like dating. Yeah. I, I, every I was... question, any question was just like, Oh my gosh, this is the funniest thing I've ever, yeah. ever been a part of. But she was so, it was just great. I felt again, like, I think we've been friends for a long time, even though this is the first time we've hung out. I think the funniest thing that happened in my little portion with you was that um, a PR person who I love and I've known for 10 years stopped the filming and told us it was enough about the bodybuilding. We were on a body, like you and I were doing a rapid fire story joke about bodybuilding and a actual PR person who works at a publisher came in and was like, hey guys, that is, come on, come on guys. We got to wrap that up. Like we got like, and we were enjoying it. Like I felt like we had more room to go. Like we were riffing, and then she was like, "Ah, uh, yeah." And she came out of the shadows and was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, guys." That's that enough. story is played out. Please keep going, and uh, also stop making fun of the thing that you're going to do. Yeah, it was great, <laughs> like that to me, because I had so many more questions, and maybe maybe it was just not reading the room and realizing there's a time and a place and there's a format, and this is that format.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, so, Dave, yeah. do these people know what you're doing? Have you announced that yet? I've, ta- I've, I've, I've talked about it. I, the okay. thing is, I have to keep talking about it so that I keep going to the gym, yeah. so that I stay yeah. on the plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm like uh, 85 days now. Away do you put from... the tanner on? Is that part of it? Like, help me understand that. Do you, is that a, like, you it's do that, right? Like, it's a thing. It's like you what have I, to mahogany yourself. I don't know what the phrase is, but you. What look. it is, is I think you stand. So like for anyone that doesn't know, I'm just going to say it again. I am doing a physique competition the like second week, first or second week of November. Yes. And it requires me as a part of it to spray tan. 81 days, four, 81 days from now. 81 days. Yeah. We only have 81 days, yeah. but the, the, the attire, because I was also thinking that it might be the, the, the old uh, Speedo, yeah. it's board shorts. Yeah. So at least there's that. But yeah, I want to be- believe that, but I think when you get there, there's going to be a switcheroo. I don't want to say- <laughs> I'm so far out on the ledge at this point that I will, I'll do literally whatever they tell me to do. I'm becoming like the Ron Burgundy here where you just, whatever you put in the prompter, that's what I do. What if you get there and they go, here are your board shorts. And like, this is what they <laughs> hand you. And you go, these don't, like I'm used to different boards. Like these That's don't. it. That's what it. <laughs> okay, but get onto the darkness. I cut you off with you. I, I, I step into, from what I understand, you know, like when you go to a, a, a soccer game and it's the middle of summer. Yeah. And so someone sets up a tent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now put like little plastic uh, walls on that tent. Yeah. And then send somebody into that tent with a hose that sprays brown tanning oil on somebody. They come in and just like, Psh, and yeah. then someone else comes in with what looks like the like the stain that you would put on uh, an old desk that you've refinished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right. they start rubbing yeah. it on you. And that happens on a, like, that happens like two days before the competition. And so after you get done the first day, you go like have dinner, you're walking out, you can't touch. And then you come back the next morning and they're like, time to touch up. Second coat. (laughs) Second coat. Now I've already asked and I haven't got an answer. Could they spray abs on? I'd like to have some abs in here. They can do a lot uh, of things with paint. Quit trying to take shortcuts, you son of a gun. You got 81 days, get an app. Dude, so you're at you're at Applebee's the day before. You're just brown, like you're dark. Just the thing is, because this, like Heidi used to do this. Like she has a pro card. She is yeah. someone who is a professional. So like, she'll tell you what to expect. But also, she showed me the pictures of them at a restaurant two days before competition, and she looks interesting to say the least. Now, is it true that you have to shave your beard and only have a mustache for this contest? Is that If I have to shave if I have to shave anything on my face, it ain't happening. Like but they might I'm just saying like there might be a mustache rule where they go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." They, they if go, I have to only me with only a mustache. Well, the funny thing is my dad had facial hair his whole life. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he went from having a beard and a mustache to a mustache, yeah. and we called the police. It was yeah. like, oh, there's a stranger in the house. I didn't my, even know who this person My dad, he had a mustache forever, because in the 70s, by law, you had to have a mustache. Um, Magnum. 
and yeah. he had a mustache and he had it for like 30 years and I'm not making this up. He cut it off and his upper lip felt weird. So he went to the doctor cause he thought he had like upper lip cancer and it was, they were like, have you recently shaved off a mustache? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, go home. Like, go, like <laughs> you're like, but he went like, Hey, I think I might have some of that upper lip cancer that you it's hear about. Skin. You yeah. Have skin. yeah. You have a face exposed to the elements now. Um, he has a goatee now and I'm not, I'm not sure about it, but he's he's retired. He's got a goatee, I think. Like Oh, my dad in uh, the beginnings of quarantine, I mean, he grew a goatee that went just like straight down. I thought it was like a glue-on thing. Like a long was, one? Oh, yeah. Like what he like, touched he he in joined, conversations? He, like he's, he thought he joined ZZ Top. Dave Sr. kind of tipped away from the reality mm -hmm. plane that we're all living in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because wasn't he like super like, like old school Christian and probably like was pretty- He's still- like, but so he was he's just like, you know what? It was good enough. He's just for like, you know what? I'm going to just embrace the fact that I can't leave the house. Go ahead and give me a goatee. That's crazy. Like a long one is a statement. A short one is yeah. like, I'm a dude. I can't grow a beard. This is what I got. This is all I got. But a long I one. I don't judge like, him. Loves the Lord, has a long goatee. What am I going to do? Could he have braided it if he wanted to? I think he could have. Mm. I also he, don't think he can. I don't think he can braid, but I think that he could braid if he learned to braid. Ooh. That he could. Can you braid your daughter's hair? I can. Really? I okay. can. I cannot. Do it. Well, here's the thing. I mean, and I hate. Though I don't even want to speak this out loud, but when you end up being the only uh, human that is an adult in the house, when you yeah. start having kids go back and forth, you got to learn how to braid some hair. I can't braid, but sometimes I'll post pictures of complicated hair, like. That and I'll say I did this for my daughter today, just as like to make people mad, to make people go, yep. "No, you didn't." And I'll go, "What?" Like I did that the other day. I posted a picture of me and Jenny in Montana with like mountains and a, a lake, and I said, "This is our favorite part of Nashville." Most people don't even know know about it, and so many people are like, "That's not Nashville." I was like, "Clearly, this is not." So sometimes I'm a rascal. I'm a bit of a rascal sometimes. Okay, next oh question. What are you doing the rest of the day? I think people are curious. Like, so you're in a field, so, you're in a Bronco. Like, yeah. what are you doing the so rest of the day? So I, am, I, have, uh, I have a podcast that I am doing at 12. So I have an hour and eight minutes my pod, to my podcast, which means I have 30 minutes when we finish to drive laps around this big old field that I'm yeah. sitting in. And so I am going Who's to- Who's the podcast with? Uh, is it Dr. Dr. Carrington, uh, it's a conversation about school and the psychology around school. It's a, it's someone I'm interviewing on my podcast oh, nice. for Rise Together. Nice. So we're just going to talk about like, hey, school's coming back in. Here's all the things that are happening in real time that we have to be thoughtful of as parents or what mm -hmm. teachers are going through. Just to have a conversation of like, it's crazy. And also we got through it before. And how are we going to like, get ourselves in a position to get through it again. That kind of thing. Oh, nice. I think that'll be, yeah. that'll help. So that's a 12. What's after that? Then I, uh, is as a part of the 90 day challenge I'm doing every week, I have a winner that gets to do a one-on-one -on -one zoom coaching call. Oh, nice. And I am the week one winner is getting their hour with me this afternoon. That's fun. Uh, that's and fun. then I'm, uh, I've been doing a little bit of like advisory work with this, uh, charity that I went down to, uh, the Dominican Republic with called help one now. And they have been on the ground doing as much as they can in Haiti. And so I've got a phone call with them to find out how I can be even more involved in supporting the efforts to help in the aftermath of a terrible earthquake that happened there uh, this last week. So uh, I got that. And then Heidi and I are um, 
the beginning of September, we're going to do a 60 day fitness challenge. Mm -hmm. It's basically like you want to like work out with Dave on his way to the stage. And so um, there's like a nutrition component. There's a actual body movement component. And we are going through the material so that we can tell people uh, about it and see nice. if people want to jump into a, a challenge with us. Nice. That's a pretty full Friday. That's what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing this. And then I, uh, I'm working on uh, possibly having my own notebook. I love this notebook and oh, I've used I like. it for 10 years. And there's a German, yeah. German company. So we're in talks about me doing a custom notebook, which would be, you know, I'm a notebook geek. So that'd be really fun. So I'm writing a portion of that right now. And awesome. then I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going to take my friend out to lunch. He's turning 40 tomorrow. And I told him, Congrats. everybody freaks out when they turn 40. Let's go to lunch. And everybody, all my friends go, no, I won't. No, I won't. And then you know what I bought you, when I turned 40? What? The old Bronco. There you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And so and I'm 45. So there's just a lot of wisdom that I possess. So we're going to go out to sushi. Um, and then uh, I have a client call at 2.30 about a possible speaking engagement. So I'm going to do that. And then we're going to an away football game tonight. It, there's nothing better than a Friday night high school football game in the South. You live in Texas. Those happen all the time. Um, yep. So we're going to go. We've got an away game at Riverdale which I'm pretty excited oh. about because I like, it's good to know that's just not from like Archie. Like there's actually, yeah. which, okay, there's my follow. What a follow-up question. I'm so Ooh. good at follow-ups. Betty or Veronica, who are you like? You got one chance to date one person. Who are you dating? Which is which? Uh, Betty has blonde hair. She's a tomboy. She's super friendly, really nice. Um, Veronica, black hair, a little showier, um, fancy, has money. Um, and Reggie is always trying to date Veronica though. So that's in the mix. The first one, Betty, Betty. Yeah. That's a good choice. Sorry, Heidi. Yeah. Betty's, Betty's a good choice. Betty's blonde. Betty's, but I mean, Great. Betty is like in the same vein as a Heidi, like sporty, like sporty. I just don't, I always think about Midge is also very attractive, but she's dating Moose. I read, I didn't I, have a. I, I, I never, I was never like every other pop culture reference you've ever made into, uh, into the Archie yeah. comics. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't date a lot um, growing up. So I had, I had time for Archie comics. Me too. Um, yeah. yeah I didn't, me too. Yeah. I, me, if you ask me a question about baseball cards, different story, because I, while you were looking at comics, yeah. I was looking at baseball cards. I can yeah. tell you everything about Topps, Donruss, Fleer. Okay. I'll give you a baseball card question. Who had go. a swear on the bottom of their bat? It was in their picture. Oh, Billy, Bill, Billy Ripken. Come on, you know dude. How hard it was to you know how hard it was yeah. to convince my yeah. mom to drive me store to store to find the packs of those cards? Oh, yeah. What are you trying to find, Dave, as no, I'm coming from youth group? Oh, there's this card. It's got so a little error on it. What's so the error? Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, okay. What, uh, what was the card that kind of – what was, like, the most valuable card you remember growing up? I don't mean, like, Hornus Wagner. I mean, our generation. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. I've I got the answer because I... Upper, I'll give you a clue. It's Upper Deck. Oh, well, I mean, like the, the that, I mean, like the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card of 89 Upper Deck. Was That's like, the one. That That's was, the one. That yeah. was the thing. But for me, the thing that started me collecting baseball cards was the Ricky Henderson 1980 Topps rookie that Ooh. I got at a store like way early in his career. Because I'm, I'm 46, you're 45. So like... Yeah. 80 was you know i'm five so like at seven or eight like early on i ended up getting that card oh, and then i man. held on to it and he just became the best and so, so that good. began me dumping just every dollar i've ever made into baseball cards so i have yeah. him to thank or, or curse but that that was yeah. everything 
Oh, that's great. Okay, I'll show you one. Can you see that picture? That's Jordan dunking on Patrick Ewing. Like, do you see how mean Michael Jordan used to so be? So good. Like, it's like somebody got. You want to know what? Photo. All right, can oh. I, I'll, I'll say this. I, it's this is not a this is not a brag, but like at the beginning of our relationship, there were a lot of very strange things that um, Heidi would uh, bring up just to like make sure I understood how awesome she was. Like, I already knew, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, but there's also this thing." Yep. One of them was that she had a pro card, which I thought was the football card, but no, no, no. If you're a professional bodybuilder, you actually oh. can get to a place where they give you a pro card. But another thing was that she has a Michael Jordan Fleer rookie. Really? Yeah. The and one with the gray, in, like, is it the gray around it? The red one. No, 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 the red one. Oh, man. It's the red. Where like, does she keep 80s? it? In, like, a safe? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's pretty <laughs> legit. That's pretty legit. I love seeing comments where people are like, can you guys talk about something else other than we baseball talk about literally anything yeah. else? What is but that, that is amazing. Like I could like, I'm going to just find random stuff for my drawers and be like, look what I have in here, Dave. Like it's a seashell. Uh, it's a Zippo with a G love and special sauce on it that we went to um, remember. Uh, G love and special sauce. Yeah. Did you ever, I love G love and special sauce, cold beverages. It's a time. It's a tracker I bought to count some actions I was doing because I needed that at some point. Like the stuff that's in this drawer tells a really weird, weird story. But all right, we've reached the end of our session, Dave. It's done. Enjoy it's done. your drive. Last question: Are you going to listen to anything while you drive, or you just roll the windows down? You kind of Bruce Springsteen it. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I am listening to. Uh, of all things, Rachel had a book recommendation for Heidi that now that Heidi has started, I am starting as well. Uh, Super Attractor from Gabby Bernstein is the book that uh, gotcha. we're now book clubbing. So I'm uh, listening to that as I drive. Though I will tell you, listening to a book inside of this loud Bronco, you got to almost listen twice. So yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, really not built, it it's really not built for like, the Bronco was built before audiobooks kind of existed in that format. So, like, or dating maybe, because yeah. honestly, going on a date in this thing is like, I'll talk to you when we get there. Yeah, but that thing, like, if I had a, that Bronco in high school, I probably wouldn't have known about Archie Comics. I'll just be clear. Also true. Like, like I also true. I wouldn't have been able to pull out Midge and Moose and Betty and Veronica and the intricate parts of their relationship. So. All right, All right. Hey, one last shameless yeah. plug. Uh, we're finishing up this third week of our 90 day challenge, 90 days of courage. Monday's coaching is all about finding your why, finding your purpose. Like, right. why are you on this planet? So if you have not yet, I want to encourage you to jump over to mrdavehollis.com, drop in your info and get your free pass to the 13 weeks. There's 10 weeks of coaching left. Still plenty uh, of time. Still plenty of time. Love to have you jump in. All right. All right, John. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good weekend. Thanks for letting Love me come you, to dude. your see house. Ya. All right. See you, dude.